Hey everyone, welcome to the Good Chop Podcast. This is Deepa. You are listening to episode 011 with her in their sing. I am recording this intro a few days after returning from traveling abroad to India, my exotic and foreign land, and a couple days ago, a cold that's been following me around for the past couple months came back. So I'm doing my best not to sniffle and sneeze too much into the mic, and I apologize if I sound gross, um, or a little Kathleen Turnery. I mean, that, that part's good, right? So basically, this episode, I sat with her in their sing of the Sikh Research Institute and the Digital Punjab Library, and most recently, an attendee of the North American delegation to the Sarbath Khalsa in Amritsar a few months back. And his most current project is freeakaltakht.org. You can look up Harinder Singh's credentials on your favorite search engine. I'm not going to go into those. He's a very smart man. I was a little nervous sitting down with him. I didn't know if I would be able to keep up. I hope he, I hope he enjoyed our conversation as much as I enjoyed it. But if you are interested in the nature of activism, the nature of love as it applies to politics and faith and autonomy and identity, if you are interested in learning about nation building and understanding how events, even though they may seem far away in geography and sometimes time, can still affect us quite directly. And if you're interested in how to affect change in any sort of way, this conversation is for you. I was so thoroughly impressed by Harinder Singh's spirit and passion for his work and I found it truly inspiring. I'm definitely one of the people who used to be quite active when I was younger and became jaded by a lot of my own sick institutions. And frankly, what I've seen is that for me, apathy is not, apathy doesn't bring me anything. And, you know, he kind of lit that a little bit of fire in me again where I realized, yes, you know what, I, I can't, not everybody wants to affect change. Not everybody cares. And if you don't care, that's fine. We all live our life differently. But if you do want things to change, whether it's in your religious institution or whether it's your academic institution or whether it's you know, the larger political system surrounding you, we are never too small of a cog in the machine to be able to make that change. And so among a number of other things, one of the things that Harinder Singh discusses is how to affect, how to design that systemic change, how to design uh, not just a movement, but an activist themselves. So there is a lot of inside baseball in this particular episode. So some of the terms you may not be familiar with um, and so I apologize ahead of time. If there's a particular term that you don't know, please email me. You can email me at goodchoppodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at goodchoppodcast, and I'll be happy to explain if there's some... I didn't want to make like a whole glossary because I didn't want to assume what people did or did not know. 
we did f- explain a few things as we went along uh, in the conversation. But if there's something in particular that you have a question about in terms of a uh, term of art or a concept or whatever, please reach out. And um, if you are interested in getting to know more about the work that Herndar Singh is currently doing, you can find him at Twitter at the number one and the word force at one force. And the website of his most current project is www.freeakaltakht.org. That's www.freeakaltakht.org. He is an inspiring individual. I'm so grateful that he came over and actually had Ja with me. And uh, here's the episode. Hope you enjoy. with the Sick Research Institute and uh, Digital Punjab Library. And so your face became very well known. Uh, so that's, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> um, and kind of from there, you know, there aren't a lot of, um, there aren't a lot of resources for the scholarly side of things, or they haven't been for a long time. So when these things started emerging, um, my age group paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, so that's why when I ran into you that time at the Gurdwara, mm. that's why I'm like, oh, I already know who he is, but <laughs> I don't want to be creepy. <laughs> uh, and that, what do you want to talk about today? You know I've left both organizations. Yes. Very uh, recently. Um, because of my India trip. India trip, yes. Well, I would love to talk about the India trip if you're open to it. Um, anything is fair game. <laughs> um, talk about anything. Well, let's um, well let's do some background. And obviously, like I said, when I edit, and I'll, I'll give some intro and stuff like this. But um, if you want to briefly tell people listening how how you got involved with the former two organizations or what your experience was with them, I think it's so. It's up to you, but do you think, I think it's, if you just keep it more, ask me anything sure. kind of a question, and I can weave in some of the background if I need to. That's Otherwise, fine. you know, to be honest, people people just Google that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so let's make it more interesting. Okay. So you, you were born in India. Yeah. Where were you born in India? Chansi, UP. Okay. And um, how long were you there before you left? 13. At the age of 13. Where did you go from there? Kansas City. How is that? <laughs> Amazing cultural shock, but uh, best thing to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how did you, did you, I mean, I assume you didn't move there by yourself. No, the whole family. The whole family moved. Was it? 84. Not, not on political asylum, but because of 84. Okay. Uh, was it pre or post? Pre or post-84? Post-84. Post-84, you're like, we're out. 86, my dad, uh, after November happened. Okay. Uh, Two weeks later, he went to U.S. Embassy and filed for immigration. And he was just like, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, Understandable. We we were already here, thankfully, but we do still have family in Amritsar, because we go way back over there. So I kind of wish some of them had left, but, you know, 
they were tied there. So you were then in Kansas City how long? Uh, 86 to 97. So high school, university, five years of work, and then retirement. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for work there? Aerospace engineer. That's, that's pretty solid. You, this is that's one of those things where it's um, for people. My, uh, let me stop talking about everybody else. For me, uh, that I'm like every t every time I learn a little tidbit, I'm like this guy gets cooler and cooler. <laughs> uh, so you did aerospace engineering and what? It just got too. The are groupies were, right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. That's fine. Uh, the yeah. groupies were too much, or what was too much? I said the groupies were too Group much. Was, you can, you no. were just like oh, I'm done. So, no. So what it is, is you see, when you are um, when you are in a migrant community or migrant family and you're a recent immigrants, you know, you have certain obligations or responsibilities. Well, you don't have to, but I took them on. And then at some point I decided I need to do what I need to do, which has to do with discovering who you are. Yeah. Um, so at that point you left Kansas City. I actually, while in Kansas City, I just got active with various organizations. You know, actually I started out with very local, uh, Ozanam Home for Boys. Okay. And started going there twice a week to help our children who came from dysfunctional families. So mm -hmm. they had, um, anyway, so I was just helping them out uh, after work for two, three hours, tutoring or whatever else. That's wonderful. Sort of like what we now have, Big Boys, uh, sorry, Big Brother, mm -hmm. um, Big Sister Club type of thing. Something like that, but more from educational angle. Okay. Um, and then getting involved locally a bit, you know, in Gurdwara, after I graduated, I did get involved. Actually, they made me a secretary. How is that yeah. for you? Because that people keep trying to get me involved in Gurdwara politics, and I kind of stay know, away. You uh, know, every decision still was six to one. And then uh, I and think you were the, the one? seven and, or ninth month I resigned. I'm like, this is, you guys are not serious about anything. Yeah. You just want a token young guy. I was 19 at the time. Oh, so that was their way of getting the youth involved? And Well, they got a little bit too involved. <laughs> and then I realized even the best of the lot are not ready for change. It's sort of like Jerry Brown, you know. He's a governor sure. now. But 20 years ago, California wasn't ready for him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, um, I think the difficulty... And I, this, this this was somebody else's analysis, um, more so, is that the problem, yes, some of the problem lies with the people involved, but a lot of the problem is the, like the process and the yeah. infrastructure. And if you don't improve on those and you don't fix those, it doesn't matter who's in that seat. And, and that's what it is. It actually is about the process because um, generally in communities, and it's just not in the Punjabi or Sikh community, sure. but com all communities at large, Unless you have certain envisioning which is happening and then creating some pipeline for people to rise up to it, it's just not going to change anything. Because every Gurdwara starts out, for example, saying that we're going to do things differently. Yeah. <laughs> but just go look at their programming. It's exactly the same. Absolutely. So well, there is nothing different. It just seems like, um, you know, we, we just want to make our own club. And yeah. so it's still going to be a club and we're still going to Which decide. Which is nothing gonna... wrong with that, right? No, because isn't. we have different clubs in universities and life, but every club has a purpose. Absolutely. And uh, Gurdwara's one seems to be... But uh, even a university won't let you make a second club that's exactly the same as the other club. Yeah, yeah. you have to have a very clear mandate. Correct. And an advisor if you're a student group, right? Correct. And we have none of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they would do if they had advisors. It seems like the only time they're... It gets to a point where somebody's advising is when the courts get involved and 
the Gurdwara drama gets too far off yeah, the deep end. But I think sometimes, uh, a while ago, I read a PhD dissertation from Berkeley about mm-hmm. uh, self-inflicting punishment among minorities, <laughs> uh, which basically That's a great is... title. <laughs> because, you know, there is a... You know, Chris Rock has a self-deprecating humor too, mm-hmm. but then he gets serious, right? Yes. In our case, I think, in Sikh Punjabi case, in Sikh case, I think we are sometimes too hard on our own community. And we are not looking at what else it does, which is positive. So, yes. And those of us who are critical of it, and I am hypercritical, I think we have our own responsibility uh, to go shake it up a bit and change the systems. And nobody gives you a space. You have to create a space. Absolutely. Um, and you seem to have a history of doing just that where you can. Well, you know, Punjabi word is panga. Yes. <laughs> so I like to take panga. It's, it's like a rebel with a cause kind of an idea. But but the, the the thing is, the difference between you and a number of people is that you actually have a cause and you're actually doing something about it rather than just... Yeah. I, I'm one of the people that does a lot of complaining. I used to be very involved, but I stepped away because I was one of the folks who got a little bit jaded. And even now, I mean, whatever, I don't think anybody from Carteret's listening to this. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> but um, even now, so you saw, I live five blocks away from a very large Gurdwara. And um, they have services every night. And so sometimes I'll go during the week and I'll talk to anybody. I go listen to some kirtan and come home. And the times that I have tried to engage with anybody... Um, it ends up being more the same as every other Gurdwara. So it's not that it's a, it's like, oh, it's a different Gurdwara, it's a fresh Sangat, uh, I can start over here. It's more the same. Um, right. Even in terms of trying to... Even when I walked up to somebody who clearly was management and tried to introduce myself, I was basically ignored. Yeah. Because it because it was very like that Punjabi masculinity. Like, I don't, I don't know who you are. You're clearly not somebody important, so... So I, I'm one of the people who ends up staying away. And what I appreciate about you is that you haven't. You haven't let it get jaded. Like, I'm still interested in what's going on. I'm still interested in finding ways to be involved and active. And I think I do that more on the margins. But you're yeah. you're in it. You don't avoid <laughs> no. you don't avoid the panga at all. You're, well, you're you right know, in it. It's, so, you know, you grow <laughs> into certain things. And everyone's wired differently. You have mm-hmm. to see what you are cut out for. And I personally think anyone in the house of Guru Nanak, you know, uh, is... The controversy is the word which we don't shy away from. I mean, he was controversial from day one. Yeah. Even the day he's getting married, it's controversial. Yes. So, you know, this controversy basically means that powers to be, whether it's at home or in community or if it's a political stage, mm-hmm. there you just... You want to disrupt that stage or that structure, so they're not going to be happy anyway. Well, that's that. I think that's... Um the apathy that's kind of taken over the Sikh Sangat as a whole tends to be like controversy is something that a lot of people they're just not yeah. forget about controversy they don't like you asking questions and then I'm like well that's the so, whole point we're but supposed why is to ask that? questions I, so this is something new actually you know we weren't like this as community no. as people I think we our DNA is being altered it and is. when I say that what I mean is what it means to be a Sikh is not becoming more definitional, mm-hmm. whereas we are the people of the spirit. Yes. So, I mean, you know, you're from legal background, so maybe you might not I'm all about that. De- no, I, I do. I, I'm all about pro- definitions. It's definitely changed. And and so, so what I'm saying is we were not the people of definition. We are not the people of law. We were the people of spirit. We were the people who said, you know, we value the 
you know, what now generally is not talked about enough, this idea of love, which Gurbani yeah. is filled with. Yeah. But we don't even talk about point. that idea. The whole point so, and the basis yeah. is and, love and inclusion. And and then it's just not, uh, so nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, it's in a very skewed way. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, there's a Hollywood way to look at it or a Bollywood yeah. way to look at it. And then there is a developmental way to look at it, which is about the human spirit itself. Sure. I, I think that um, that's one of the difficulties. I think the definition, I agree with you, the definition has definitely changed. So when I look around and if you say, well, who's a Sikh? Yeah. Um, like when I try to explain Sikhism to other people, it's very like, I say, look at our scripture. There's a couple of do's. You know, and then the rest is yeah. go figure it out. But but I want to say again, this is happening worldwide. This is happening in America. Like you know, look at the primary season, and they're mm-hmm. redefining who is an American. Yeah. What does American <laughs> talk like, walk like, you mm-hmm. know, act like, or what does he wear? So I think this is happening. In, this is a human behavior issues, you know, all around us. And this is what I was trying to say earlier that sometimes we are too hard on our own community. Mm-hmm. You know, we have not developed certain systems within the community. Yes. But our work is cut out. Those of us in second generation who are a little bit more trained in particular areas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's part of our our mandate, actually, I would say, as uh, as a Sikh American. So we have to bring the Sikhness out. Yes. We have to bring the Americanness out. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, sometimes when I see, um, like, you can search on YouTube for Gurdwara fights. Mm-hmm. And when I see things like that... Um, Yes, we are all vulnerable to the human condition, yeah. but those that's the type of thing where I'm like, that's the one place we should have the most love and the most True. togetherness. Um, but but if there is an absence of love, it doesn't really matter where you are. Sure. It's just like to, to six now I say this. Mm-hmm. I was just in California last week in Fresno, which has now become the number one sick hate capital of the world but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is this the the you know my again the rhetorical question is mm-hmm. um, if you don't value yourself nobody's going to value you absolutely so that's where we are we don't know who we are actually we don't know who we are we don't know what we what our heritage even is, yes. what we delivered for South Asia, what we did in America 110 mm-hmm. years ago. So I think we just don't know who we are. And when you don't know who you are, you're just superficialness to it. Sure. And people stick to the legal definitions then, you know, but, you know, and then that's where all the problem comes in. So the absence of love is what anger and hate is. Absolutely. And you see this in Gurdwara and you see this on the streets and you see this at campaign rallies too in this yes. country now. Um and it seems that a lot of that definition of who we are, whether it's as Americans or six, um, we've fallen to letting other people define that for us. Hmm. So, uh, you know, a so lot. So, what do they say in the media world, right? No, yeah. You better tell your own story before they start telling you who you are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I know that a lot of the sick experience, especially the past 15 years, let's say, has been in reaction in terms of uh, the whole definition of a Sikh has been, well, no, I'm not this, and I'm not this, I promise, and yeah. we're really this, and it's it's all in reaction to somebody else's perception and yeah. battling somebody else's perception, rather than, um, like, so much of Sikhi is about introspection, right, and figuring it out for yourself, and there's just not that as much anymore. And that, that you know, like you said, loving yourself and 
figuring out your own identities probably where we should start before we try well, to do anything else. Among other things, right? So among I think other, there's it's, a uh, lot of work to do. <laughs> this is really, and again, this is everywhere, right? Identity formation is a good topic of conversation mm-hmm. in every community. Jewish Americans are talking about it. Sure. African Americans are talking about it. You know, so religious communities, ethnic communities, mm-hmm. gender communities, they're all talking about this. What does it mean for me to be yeah, for example, a homosexual American to serve in armed forces in America. That's mm-hmm. a question they're asking. Well, Sikhs are also asking yeah. this. Muslims are also asking this. Jews are also asking mm-hmm. this. So I think uh, the sometimes we think that we have a special subset. Uh, we really don't. We stand out more, yes, because uh, certain male Sikh identities. Sure. But we also forget there are 30 million of us. Yeah. And we have uh, plurality in our identities as well. So not everyone's going through the same struggle, you know, but there are people struggling at different levels. And I, I think it's a basic human stuff. Absolutely. When you know who you are, uh, you're more comfortable with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that, um, at least, you know, and, and you went to high school here. Yeah. So as a, <laughs> as a, as a male sick who ha- wears a buggy and has a dhari in high school in Kansas... Um, you can certainly relate to things that other sick children have gone through growing up here. Um, And my brother and I were, I I don't know if we were the first six coming through our particular school system, but I know at the time we were the only ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were things that, you know, I fought different battles than he did. Thankfully for him, he was the cool kid, so he, he didn't. So he didn't have necessarily exactly the same issues um, with his turban and beard. But um, that's definitely something that we both went through. And thankfully, and, and it wasn't. I don't know if it was conscious or not, but my parents kind of just let us be. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, the whole reason I started asking myself about my faith or trying to answer these questions was because people kept asking me questions. And I didn't know the, and I was, I was a kid, and I didn't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the faith, the way it works is, as I see it, mm-hmm. is not really, we like to tell the world about history or, you mm-hmm. know, other things. Uh, to me, those are the bylaws of the organization. Yeah. So, we have our own, you know, we started in 1469, but who really, you know, they can Google that easily. To me, faith really comes into when you start contributing to the communities you live in, and interpreting the issues from that angle. So, for Absolutely. example, you know, if this is election year, what is the Sikh sort of a take on this? Yeah. Baptist Church in America are talking about it. What are the and we are what it. are the Sikh issues? Exactly. What is our take on? You know, is Bernie Sanders' tax plan better than Hillary Clinton's? I mean, we got to make it more nuanced too. Absolutely. And obviously, Trump has no place because right. <laughs> he's not even inclusive. He's yeah, so, he's a mess. So, so that I think we need to and same thing like you know. There's Professor Puran Singh, who's our poet. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he does incredible imaginations and interpretations. And we should be doing more of, you know, there's a Walt Whitman, you know, from East yeah. Coast. And how are they looking at the world? Yeah. So sick inspiration is So when our own novelists and our musicians start to look into these things, you have a John Coltrane. Yes. You know, I like to listen to him as much as I like, you know, Ali Akbar Khan, for Absolutely. example. So I think we need to... Uh, as much as there is an idea of what Guru Granth Sahib is, what Sikhs are, we need to take those ideas and make them sort of in our professions or in our lifestyles, wherever we are, uh, make them part of the conversation, not as a 
historicity thing yes. or as a just a wisdom thing but as to what it's telling me about today in 2016 in january yeah more more as the prism yeah uh, because yeah. that's what it is, yeah. isn't it? I mean, these things are uh, development lenses for us to see how to look at the world and then respond to it accordingly. Absolutely. Uh, before we go on, would you like more cha or...? I'm good right now. Okay. Thank you. Would you like any water? No, this is okay. good. I definitely agree. I think part of the difficulty is that six... And the same, like you said, there's so many other populations going through the same thing right now. So same with Muslims right now. They just have so much to deal with right now that it's sometimes hard to be able to include other things in your focus. But there are so many things that we have to battle, not just within, uh, not just in terms of being a sick American and having to deal with somebody possibly not liking you because of how you look, but also within our own communities and with our, our own, you know, dealing with our own personal faith and, um, one of the things that I really appreciated, uh, and I, f I found out about you going to India maybe like the week before uh, the event was going to take place, uh, because I happened to be talking to a friend, and, and I think that I had, and it's a long road to get there, but I, I'd been talking to her about that play, about the fabulous slipper tones. And then I was like, yeah, you know, and I also met her in there saying, and, and she goes, yeah, he, she, uh, my friend was just like saying a number of complimentary things about you. I said, like, yeah, and then he's you know involved with Sarah with Khalsa, and he's going to go represent us there. And so then that's how I found out about it. And that was one of those things where I'm like, like that's amazing. It's wonderful that somebody's doing something, and we have some sort of process in place that people are actually going to utilize. Now, in terms of what came of it, we can talk about that too, but can you maybe briefly, in terms of what's Sarbath Khalsa and stuff, that's again one of those things that people, like you said, can Google, but what about your experience with it? How did you, how much ever you do or don't want to tell, like how, how did you get tied up in it? How did sure. you go? <laughs> so, you know, Sarbath Khalsa is basically a gathering, a Sikh representation to come up with their own political deliberations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know I, this is the first time it has happened in about 30 years, mm -hmm. in 29 to be more exact. And the idea, I never thought something like this will happen in my lifetime. I've read about it. I've done workshops on it. And Sikh Institute has been conducting workshops on it globally, actually. <laughs> and uh, this happened. And obviously, this happened in a chaos. Yes. And when there's chaos, uh, there's no system. Uh, to expect too many returns is uh, it's sort of a height of a folly as well. Yes. So I, to me, the biggest uh, thing which came out of it is that we're suddenly on the radar again at a level of Sangat at a congregation level, regardless of the organizers and regardless of uh, the manipulations which take place in these because of lack of process again. Yes. Just like a Gurdwara locally is broken, so is whatever is happening at the larger 30 million level, Sikh level, Panth level is broken too. Mm -hmm. So to me, the biggest success was the people coming together to actually on the basis of an idea of Sarvat Yes which is amazing you know can you have imagine half a million people even in one space and uh, gathering because of the serious uh, lack of uh, uh, leadership uh, how the leadership yes. has been mishandled and also why you know what they're calling Bayadbi or the violations of Guru Granth Sahib mm -hmm. so to me that's the biggest success that Sangat actually is switched on yes. as much as we like to say they aren't For but there is a there's absence of leadership for sure yes 
And that's the, 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 the flip side of that is, uh, for me, that uh, the biggest challenge I came back was uh, was that this there was not much deliberation. Uh, I sort of have been comparing this to the Tea Party, yeah, which likes to invoke constitution, but it hasn't read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it doesn't read it, it doesn't even know what it's talking about. So the people who are involved in the process, they don't seem to be invoking the Guru or the idea of infinite wisdom in Guru Gansab. And if we don't invoke that, and we don't set up some uh, transparent, inclusive processes, then not much will come out of it. Absolutely. Um, I, For me, the two most exciting things about it were the same as for you, that it happened mm-hmm. or that it could happen. Yeah. Um, and then the nerdy side of me was also so excited that I was able to watch it live Mm -hmm. even though obviously we couldn't see what was going on behind behind the scenes but in terms of being able to watch the rally um for me it was akin to like being able to watch like the continental congress take place because i who who's ever been able to if you're not there you've never had a chance to participate or see or have some sort of connection to what's going on there and me sitting here thousands and thousands of miles away i was able to get like a tiny glimpse of my people so this, I think this is the biggest thing for the diaspora mm-hmm. that uh, probably for the first time mm-hmm. as removed as we are and most of us uh, 99% who don't even go to Gurdwara unless it's somebody's wedding in their family or friends <laughs> we actually thought this is about me also yeah there was that connection right and this doesn't happen in today's age having that and not being connected and because this is not Punjab politics yeah this is actually Sikh politics yes. if I can call that and, and, you know, to me, that was exciting. It's very exciting that I got to go participate, play a small role in at least trying to be a vibe checker is more like it. I saw you on stage. That <laughs> had its own reasons why that happened, and that landed me in trouble because of that. But that's besides the point. But I think the exciting part is that, yeah. that people felt globally, even in Punjab, outside mm-hmm. Punjab in India and all over the world, hey, this is about me. Yeah. You know, even uh, for those of us who are at the fringes. Yes. The, the the interesting part with that is because you use the Continental Congress, so I want to build on that. Yeah. So that hall in Philadelphia yes. had some remarkable men at the time who were deliberating, and that was missing this time. And this yes. can get there. You know, we can have our Thomas Jeffersons mm-hmm. and Benjamin Franklins and whoever else you want to include in that list. John Adams, how can I forget him? <laughs> um, and actually his wife, who wasn't there, but she was a smart one. Uh, but the, the point the is, always? well, almost always, <laughs> you know, I don't know if there is a, um, the, the point is that we have to have people who understand the ideas, Yes. even if they themselves are flawed, which we all are, but they have to at least believe in the idea. There, ha- there has and to be those, a unifying. Uh, so unification happens when you work on it. Unification yeah. doesn't happen by declaration. Well, I right? mean, there has to be unifying goal at least in terms of how yeah. you get there. Yeah. You can. I think come it's much together. more though. So I'm going to come back okay. to Continental Congress right. because you know you you know that idea, right. right? Yeah. So even the declaration was written afterwards. Yes. <laughs> once the people who are deliberating understand it, mm-hmm. and then you know, and there's much more to be discussed, and then they eventually they did constitution, eventually they did bill of rights. But there is some serious debate. Yeah. There are different schools of thought. And if people, I know, I know most people don't like to read these days, but if people can just watch John Adams, that HBO series. Oh, so good. It will actually tell us what it what nation building is. Yes. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't no. happen by being a slacktivist and liking a Facebook page or a Twitter or retweeting. So it requires few, some individuals mm-hmm. 
who were driven by the idea of guru in our case mm-hmm. in, in the case of america was you know the idea of america yes. and being free and i in fact i recommend everyone to read the declaration of independence everyone must read it you will see how political it is yeah. you have to name the people you have to say who your work who is subjugated you and who yes. you want to be free from that's something which is waiting to happen in the sick world and it is not going to happen <laughs> unless few thinkers lawyers linguists mm-hmm. musicians i believe we need every lens and few of those people come into this game and disrupt this game which actually is being hijacked completely by 35 to 100 men as i call them uh, we need to disrupt it and imagine what is our relationship uh, within the self governance of the six uh, institutions well, so okay that brings up like three different branches <laughs> of what where i want to take the conversation um in terms of the constitution and the declaration of independence like from the very beginning there's been an argument about what type of country to make it whether the federal government rules whether states rule and even so the unifying thing that brought everybody together was like all right let's make the process mm-hmm. this and whatever direction we end up taking it we can take it but cuz the debate started back then so it's not a new debate um but what you can appreciate is that they created the right process for the country and to, even yeah. if the process is flawed and the people are flawed it gives us flexibility to be able to do that and that's what everybody kind of was that was everybody was able to fall, fall behind even though right after you have the constitution you have to add the bill of rights yeah. <laughs> so it's even from the beginning it's not like everybody was okay with the constitution right. um, it's still a beautiful piece of uh, literature yes. eventually a law of the land and that all started because few people believed in the idea mm-hmm. they were not just yelling at you know the english king at the time or you know just saying let's just all you know buy guns yes some needed to that's what george washington was he was a general yeah at the end of the day or colonel at the time and then a general in the free america mm-hmm. so th- and that's what i think in our system so what is the sick governance system in a stateless position mm-hmm. we are globally 180 countries these are our questions now yes you know is our model a somali land model european union model is it the first assembly first nations assembly model mm-hmm. we got to study is it an anarchist model yeah. i don't know <laughs> we got to look at all those and then look at what is our constitution saying we already mm-hmm. have a constitution in our case the problem is we don't have enough interpreters of that yes so you know uh, we need more and the, uh, so we need to reimagine the relationship of all six who are spread out in 180 plus countries mm-hmm. 80% of them are in punjab 20% are in diaspora and how to separate ourselves from punjab and indian politics and look at akal takht sahib as being our capital yeah. uh, our control and command center or this is a place which decides literally culturally speaking how to get married yes <laughs> and who is a sick like where we started this thing where we sit how we sit and so do we even want that mm-hmm. and and my point is unless we have our own place which we did where these deliberations took place which used to so this is nothing new right. but in 100 in almost 200 years they have been <clears throat> taking place in open manner in last 70 years they've completely stopped yeah because of subjugation of indian laws is what i would call it an interference of indian laws in sick affairs yes so in terms of the current climate how did like i'm familiar with a lot of the events leading up to the protests going on in punjab mm-hmm. and a lot of the violence that had been going on in punjab how do we get from um the 
Bedby of the Suryagur Granth Sahib to the protests to Sarvat Khalsa. Well, there's another important event which took place, which essentially was uh, there was a pardoning of somebody who never even appeared for pardon. So there was a manipulation happening. Of, it's called Dera Sacha Sauda, if uh, somebody wants to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, the, the leadership of the Takts okay. pardons them via letter. This was a setup manipulation because election year is coming. Mm-hmm. So there are two things going on. It's just like, you know, if there is a serious flaw, everyone remembers what happened during Nixon years. Yes. Yeah. Or if you go, on, go to public charities like in United Way, mm-hmm. only within 10 years. But they had systems in place that even if one particular leader falls, system is going to have checks and balances in it. Yes. In our case, they both failed because there is no check and balances. Right now, there's a complete monopoly. There is no diversity in decision making. Mm-hmm. There is not even a dissent. And it's not even six deciding. I mean, can you imagine that... A chief minister of Punjab. Not imagine, this is the reality. Yeah. But if you want to imagine, imagine today, uh, well, let me just first mention that a, a person who installs or Jathedar, mm-hmm. literally installs as an employee, uh, is also the person who decides who is going to be the DGP of Punjab, which is a director general of police. Wow. So this is just, this is blatant interference. Yes. And I don't think people understand. People make it very political and they make it about you know, extremism and this. and It's not. No. This is actually very, very real. It affects every single Sikh in the world. And they are actually changing the definitions of being a Sikh. Wow. And we don't even know it. What? It changes every year before the elections when they come up with <laughs> what they call performa, which decides who has a right to vote this year. Wow. It's crazy. What? What is the... It's a legal current, manipulation. What is the current definition? Current definition... They haven't had election in two years. Okay. Most people won't, will find that surprising. Even with whatever exists there, they haven't had elections. In fact, it's a 15-person committee mm-hmm. who now has a chief administrator on top of them who decides what happens. So this is all installed by one guy. Mm-hmm. And somehow we are all supposed to accept these decisions, even those of us not living in Punjab. So it's just uh, ridiculous. It's, it's what... In this country, we call this uh, rep, you know, taxation without representation. Yes. Uh, and I think that a lot of, I keep saying I think, but in my experience, a lot of folks in the diaspora aren't the only ones that have this problem. Even a lot of, I'll say my own family, my experience mm-hmm. with my own family that's in India, in Punjab, don't feel like it affects them. And they are, quote unquote, practicing six. Yeah. But... They, they don't make the connection. and Because it's it, presented it, as being something else. Well, yeah, because the, it's like, oh, it's just Punjab politics. I'm not into but politics. But it's not. And that's the exactly. whole point. Punjab politics is about who is going to be the chief minister or mm-hmm. who is going to be what they call MLAs, you know, or MPs. Mm-hmm. What I'm discussing and what we have been talking about right. is, you know, how what is the relationship between, for example, Panjipyare and Akal Tak Sahib and the Jathedars and the Sarbat Khan? This is about our representation. Yes. This has nothing to do with Punjab or Indian politics. No. But they have intermingled it so much, so an average person just feels apanki lana, like, heck with it, you know, what do I have to do with this? We have everything to do with it, and that's yeah. my point. You know, how we get married to how we get scholarships, how the definitions of who's a Sikh are being used, everything has to do with it. So then when... Uh, this pardon happened. Mm-hmm. What what was the next step? What happened after that? I, it's basically people at large uh, started protests for two reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is where the idea of Granth and the Panth came together. Yeah. 
the guruship is in the wisdom contained in our scriptural tradition, scriptural canon. And the panth is represented through the five, you know, mm-hmm. which is the jathedars. So it fit, the, the, the interpreters failed. Yes. They have been manipulated. The system has been manipulated and people at large reacted. There were protests throughout Punjab. And there were two guys shot in one of the peaceful protests. After that, it really, uh, you know, two organizations called for the gathering. And it was it was called in a haste. There's no question about it. There was no sort of a process outline, but something had to be done is right. another way to look at it. And that's where I said to expect that everything would have been hunky-dory and positive is just, uh, <laughs> sure. it's just not going to happen. Who specifically called for it? Oh, uh, there's, there's a political party called Shramani Akali Dal Amritsar, mm-hmm. headed by Simranjit Singh Man, and Shramani United Akali Dal, uh, which is uh, co-shared by uh, Gurdeep Singh and Mokam Singh. And how did you become involved? You know, I heard about it just like anyone else. And there was a call of the meeting in Yuba City that North American Sikh should do something about it. I showed up there. My wife showed up as well. She was already in California doing something else mm-hmm. on her wor- uh, working trip. And, uh, you know, I'd been people had been asking me, what do I think? I said, well, you know, there's a process to it. I don't see a process. But I also understand there is a lot of haphazardness. Mm-hmm. You know, there was also discussion about the... Uh, reservations on the people who have called it because of their track record in the last 30 years. Yeah. So all of this is going on. It's a chaos. Uh, well, in the, from North America or the Yuba City meeting on October 31st, I ended up uh, leaving and then there were five of us who became the delegates. Then we basically went there and talked with everyone uh, in, uh, in for 48 hours, uh, the major opinion and decision makers on what should be done. And our mandate really was that we should focus on the process, that mm-hmm. Akal Taksat needs to become free from all interference of the state and mm-hmm. interference from political parties. And the second part was that we need to also create a global representation of Sikhs. Mm-hmm. So it's not only the few men and women in Punjab who are deciding this. It's primarily men, but because of the quota mm-hmm. system, they do have to allow a certain number of women, which is 30% now. Yay. <laughs> yeah, actually, in the SGPC, it's been 30% from 1921. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indian law made it 30% only about 10, less than 10 years ago. So the point is, that's how we got involved. Uh, and then, you know, things sort of fall apart. You know, things happen, there are arrests, there are charges. Well, well, let's back. Like, so there's all this stuff that happened in the middle that I mm-hmm. want to make sure, because there were um, a lot of people who didn't get to watch. And then a lot of people also don't know anything about it. So uh-huh. when from when you landed in... Uh, Amritsar, what like what was the itiner- like what was the timeline? What what happened? Basically, we did a press conference first in Chandigarh at mm-hmm. a Chandigarh press club, and I told our story why we are there because people were wondering, and everyone had their own ideas. So we told them exactly what our mandate okay. was, which I just shared, and then we met all the opinion and decision makers for the next forty eight hours. Who who were those? They included uh, you know what they call Chandigarh intelligentsia, some of the professors, journalists. They included the splinter groups, uh, which are some of them are headed by as theologians or former jathedars, and some of them are headed by uh, political activists uh, in Chandigarh, in Ladiana, in Jalandhar, and in Amritsar. Uh, And then we eventually met the organizers, and we told them why we are there. And they actually agreed with the mandate, and we were able to move them to at least include this. And they did, but they ended up doing much more. Then there were deliberations on what needs to become, excuse me, the resolutions. Mm-hmm. 
this is where there was a lot of back and forth. We were not really party to it, but we sat there and we reasoned with, with them. Uh, most of the reasoning didn't work. Some reasoning did work. What was um, that? What was that process like? Because the part that we got to see, what was what, on the stage, was what, what was on stage. So which is staged? Which yeah, <laughs> which it was more like a more like a rally. Yeah. Um, but in terms of behind closed doors, like who behind, was in that room? What was that process like? Was it just a discussion in terms of hey guys, what are we going to do, or was there a formal process? There was a bit more of a process. Okay. So eventually, people who agreed to be part of it mm-hmm. uh, join. Um, from the opinion decision makers, they sat in there. And I was involved with the drafting process as well in okay. most of the discussions. We were not in the discussion of who needs to be the next Jathedars. Okay. And they did not include us on that. But um, again, our mandate was let's have the Jathedars uh, as interim until next April, and by then we should have the process laid out. Right. So we worked with that, and which is okay. Um, so it was an interesting process. You know, this is something... Uh, my learnings uh, in my management studies mm-hmm. to teaching what I've been doing in the Sacred Institute for the last 13 years, uh, whatever uh, the manuscripts other traditions we found at Punjab Digital Library, the two organizations mm-hmm. I've been attached to. I think all that came into play. Sure. And the idea was now it's not even about what I think as in Harinder. It became about how do I make sure the, the mandate I'm interested with gets uh, delivered and hopefully more. So that's what the process became. Um, I can tell you it wasn't very inclusive. It okay. wasn't very transparent. Okay. I can tell you all the problems with it. Sure. Uh, and the problems are there because nobody has articulated it. Well, what are the, what were the top three problems with the, the behind the doors process? Uh, well, number one problem is that it's uh, essentially three men were deciding what is happening. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them were just fighting over minute you know, details. Yeah, the second biggest problem is um, it wasn't an open process. You know, if you ask me, okay, the drafters are usually one or two, three people anyway. Right. And we got involved in drafting a little bit. Um, but at some point, it needs to be public, and public needs to understand it and debate it mm-hmm. before it's presented for acceptance. So that was the second problem. Mm-hmm. And the third problem was the stage manipulations, as uh, what you saw and the world saw. Again, there's things to celebrate there. Don't misunderstand oh, me. absolutely. You have 500,000 people in a concert and 50,000, you have a ruckus which breaks out. Yeah. But it is, you know, pretty peaceful given what happens. Well, the, 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 th- the takeaways for me watching it uh, online were, um, one, we were able to get that sort of gathering on such short notice. Yeah. Which uh, like tells you said, you, half a million people. It's uh, And, you know, it took me 45 minutes to get to the stage, and there were two entrances to that village. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is it. This is what I brought back. Yeah. You know, I was imagining Vasaki of 1699. <laughs> and the reason is, it's people in mass. Yeah. They're not coming there because of who called this. Yes. They know who they are. They're there because they felt something is they really felt, wrong. They felt drawn. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And there was no space for them to sit even. So they're mostly going back. You know, yeah. at some point, it was just people going in circles. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see an average sick, uh, mostly men, but several women, uh, you know, feeling the pain of what the community is going through yeah. and wanting something done about it, 
I think that speaks volumes. You Absolutely. know, for I, the reason I compared to 1699 Vasaki Day is, you know, there were six who had been there for generations, but there were six who didn't show up. Yeah. There were six who got scared. There yes. all sorts of analogies are there. The difference is, in that case, the guru was there to make sure everything happens properly. Yes. Here, if I I <laughs> really feel, and I actually anticipated a lot of what happened, yeah, and I was trying to get people to come with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one person eventually went with me, but I was hoping if a hundred of us could go. 10 thinkers and 90 muscle men, to be very honest, yeah. we would have changed the game even this time. I agree. Because at some point, if you're not in the game, you can't change it. Even if it's really bad game. It is a dirty game because yeah. there are no processes right now. You you have to be ready to be all in and put both it's, feet in. It's, uh, you know, a lot of you, you're, uh, you might know Dr. Aija Singh here. Mm-hmm. He used to say this to me several years ago. With the f- controversies, as they say, in the <laughs> sick world start. And, you know, I don't shy away from giving opinion on it. And I'm like, let's debate it. You know, I'm very open about it. Uh, and what he used to say, Harinder, you're in trenches. And this is several years ago. Yes. And he says, when you're in trenches, your cl- clothes are definitely going to get dirty. But you should be prepared to lose a limb, too. Yes. So that's the kind of a preparation, I guess, uh, one must have. Uh, to be honest, though, um, I don't really think too much about those things. I think it's a question of what you are driven by. Yes. If you read Gurbani, the hukums every day, in the mornings I look at what the hukum from Darwar Sahib is, it talks about all these things. Yes. It talks about how you confront fear. Mm-hmm. The enemy is within. We don't have external enemies. So it's all about what language are you speaking? Yes. Are you open? Is your language of love? Uh, it's, it doesn't matter what they are saying. What is your response? Yes. You know, these are our preparations. Today's uh, psychiatrists talk about these things. The negotiators talk about yes. this. And uh, and I think so. this is our training. We are lacking in training. And we need a little bit more training. People also have to want to be trained. A lot of the, a lot of the, fo- <laughs> a lot of the folks are fine. They're happy. They're happy. They have no problem. But this is not about a lot of folks, right? right? Like everyone in America is not sitting in the Constitution Assembly. Or, yes. you know? So my point is those who want to mm-hmm. see the change... And those who want to play a role, they definitely need to get trained. I agree. And I we agree. should be chill with the rest of the people. You know, people are people. Let them enjoy what they're enjoying, the latest movie, the latest song. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I, and I've and i talked about it on the podcast before, but I have like certain... I feel the same way in terms of I can control my life and I my relationship with God and my relationship with my son because it's mine and... Every, we all have to deal with it in our own way. What, and even even when it comes to movies, I've started learning to let some things go, but I still have like the line when it comes to like say the 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 sing is king empire, the yeah. sing is blink blink sing empire. So those ones, even yeah. that, I'm like, no, I'm good. There, there's no way you're gonna get. <laughs> oh, me. I'm a harsh critic. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I was basically saying. You can go the ones who right. want to yeah. change the game. They definitely we need training. No, I feel you. You know, it's it's very simple. Um, if we are not trained, we're not. Who's teaching us how to talk? Mm-hmm. We're not trained in that. You know, we are trained these days in our professions to so we can pay our bills. Yes, but for life, we are not trained. Well, even when it comes to um, yeah, the when Sal Def hired uh, my friend Sona Rai. When they hired her to do their PR, it's a huge step for them because yeah. she 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 had not worked with sick nonprofits, but she brought that training yeah. because they needed that. It's not a ma- it's not it's, a matter of like 
you know, um, being in your bubble, yeah. you have to be present and you have to not just be involved in terms of your sick activities, but you have to be a presence in the world. So we need, exactly. So these are baby steps, right? Our organizations, yeah. HELDAP has done it, Coalition has done it, mm-hmm. others are doing it as well. But, you know, for example, so, you know, we appreciate what these organizations do, but at the same time, we also have to, uh, in a very kind way, critique when we feel sure. what you just said, there is a limit to certain movies and songs, there's a limit to what also gets propagated, right? So this is not just about in America, for example, we are cabbies too. Yeah. We are not just uh, Aluwalias, you yes. know? So I appreciate it. I like the movies he's done. I love the double jokes and inside uh, Inside Man, I think the movie was. Yes. But the point is, there is varieties of us everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we definitely need trained people in every profession to do these things. And what I was saying was, even in the sick deliberations, which our second generation organizations are shy away from, we critique the heck out of, and we have terms for people in Punjab, right? But, you know, they're the ones at the receiving end most of the time. Yeah. So we need to figure out how to work with them. Diaspora has a role to play. And our role was there 100 years ago. Somehow, the second generation, the young youngsters are not playing that role as much. The old generation does it in their own way. It's okay, let them do what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's our time. We need to play our role. We need to design things. We need to help them figure things out. And this really is about all six. Well, when I see, um, I think that the second generation now where they're working professionals, they or they tend to be, I think that it's in a it's in an excellent position to be able to do that because yeah. when we we have we have learned enough about our history both from a hundred years ago and now and also have a lot of these skills that are transferable. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes when we tend to get apathetic because there are a lot of us that have got, gotten jaded. So we're like, yeah. oh, if it's the same in Punjab as it is in my Gurdwara here, <laughs> there's no point in me doing anything. But then I think of like the Gadar movement. Yeah. And that and didn't... who were those guys? Some dudes out of California. And you know how old he was, Kartar Singh Sarabha? They hanged him at 19. Yeah. He left Berkeley at 17. So this is the point, right? They all knew. And by the way, all these photos which we show now with white beard guys, when they did things, the beards weren't white. Yeah. <laughs> and we need, and I think it's a disservice to keep showing that. I mean, it's like Paiveer Singh also. We only mm-hmm. show him with white beard. Mm-hmm. No, we need to show him with a... When he's wearing a suit with, his, uh, with a black daddy exactly. as well. That's when he yeah. wrote... You know, every novel he wrote... Every single novel he wrote, protagonist is a woman. Yes. And he's talking about single my, women one of my struggle. Favorite, my, one of my favorite books, yeah. Sundri. Uh, Sundri is one of the historical pictures he has yeah. written. But but I'm saying every single novel. Mm-hmm. What he was... So if... There's a there's one called Baba Nod Singh popular, popularly, which is about you know the protagonist of Sohag. If you look at that, all the issues being talked about there are the issues which the world is talking about today. Yes. How we treat a young widow woman. Mm-hmm. So my point is that that kind of stuff we used to do, young people, Sing Sabha movement, it's people under 30, three of them who saved the panth, literally. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, and this is why I think that movement is attacked so much because they actually countered the trends. Mm. So I think we are back to that scenario where I think second and third generation now um, need to work with uh, like-minded six. And nobody's going to invite. People say, you know, nobody invites me. Can you can no, you make this happen? I'm like, listen, You man, have to show up. This is the thing. And showing up is in two ways. It's like a game day, right? You have to physically show up. Yes. And you have to mentally show up. Yes. Sometimes we physically show up. Somehow we gather enough courage. But mentally we break down. 
Mm-hmm. And they are going to break you down. That's their job. Yeah, our job is, and this is where the training comes in. There's a physical training, there's a mental training. I think this is where this whole love idea comes again. Mm-hmm. Which again, I, Gurbani is all about that. Yeah, you know, that's that, well, uh, that's that's the starting point. That's that's yeah. the that's the whole point. And I, what I liked, um, one of the things that you said that I, I appreciate is that we need to. I mean, we need to be very supportive of each other, but we also need to be strong enough to critique and take criticism. Absolutely. When and, and, one and of the things that I appreciated, the one woman speaker that they had on stage, uh, Bibi Pritam God, mm-hmm. the one woman speaker that they had on stage, she took her opportunity to speak up and tell the whole sangat that they need to rise up. But also, but also, didn't let anybody get away with anything, and said. And then three and a half minutes, she gave the whole program. Yeah. The rest of it was worthless. And here's the difference. <laughs> you know why it happened? Because she didn't manufacture anything. She yeah. just told her story. Yeah, she. That's just, the difference. She just said that you, she, as your what, brothers, you need to get yourself together. But where is that coming from? Is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Because that came from where she, how she lived. Yep. Because she's a survivor of 84. Mm-hmm. Her husband was a PA of Jarnal Singh Pindrawale. Wow. And her child died there as well. The point is, when somebody is a witness to certain things, when mm-hmm. somebody has lived it, it comes out. Yeah. And she, she let it out. She did she not let, waste a second but of her Her language was great. Mm-hmm. Her message was excellent. Her presence itself gave enough hope to anyone who was listening. The rest of it was staging. And that's the difference. I think people who are into it, they will know what to say. We just need minor trainings. Well, even with the rest of it, even if it was staged, the thing that I still appreciated about it was... Because it was a rally. So, And in terms of what was on the stage. So you have your program. Sure. But the thing that I appreciated about it is, you know... It's the same thing where you see a lot of um, Black Lives Matter protests... There are a lot of people who want to spend, oh, look, they're so this, they're violent. When you see the Black Lives Matter protests, mm-hmm. they're peaceful protests yeah. by people who are rising up against a systemic problem. This was 500,006 who were there mm-hmm. for one reason. They were peaceful. And what was on the stage? Speeches and art. And just yeah. whether it's Dadi Jatas or people and- reciting poetry. And I'm like, this and is... that's the right message. Like, and I, that's exactly I loved what that. was going on. I yeah. loved that. And I loved that... But I, now we are going to the next steps, right? Mm-hmm. How do you deliver? Let's yeah. take Black Lives Matter. There are three people who literally spend hours, days, weeks designing the movement. Yes. And this is the difference. Yeah. That's why the option, at least on the Democratic primary side, they don't have an option not to talk about it. They're willing to go and make Bernie Sanders also talk about it. Mm-hmm. So... Because there is a plan behind it. There are brains behind it. Then there are people in logistics behind it. Of course, there is going to be people who are going to say these are nut jobs and this and that. That's a false propaganda. But that movement was was designed in a very sophisticated manner. And this is what I'm saying. This is where, you know, when a group of young black men and women in the University of Missouri can change the game within two months because of what's been going on there for 100 years, there's no reason we can't do that. We just need to learn to do it. And that requires minor training. It's primarily an attitude. I think we all have a pretty healthy attitude. We need to just develop it more. Mm -hmm. Then it requires some work. And then it requires us to be vulnerable. It, um, you know, not... It it is very true. Um, You know, you have to come with your head in your hand. 
Uh, well, and, and you have to you have to jump in with both feet, and a lot of so, people are not ready. So they to say do that. it starts with hearts. Yes. And then head. Mm-hmm. And then hands. Yep. You gotta be. Something must happen in the heart. And then the mind has to be used, the head has to be used yeah. to figure out how to do it, and then you get busy with your yeah. hands. And that's what that that's exactly what you were saying before. It's if you want to play the game of love, it all starts with love, and it's your commitment to following and committing to that principle, and then the rest flows. And from this it. is a way to interpret that I, that line, which usually is invoked only in the martyrdom sense. Yes, uh, you know that the head on your palm. It actually is. You know, head is about all your mind as well. That we mm-hmm. gotta exhaust all our mental faculties to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what matters most. And if physically the head goes, which is that you're prepared and you have confronted your fear. Yes. So we we basically don't apply. Okay, I think it's time to apply all the mental faculties. Yes. We have enough people. <laughs> I think enough Sikhs are in love with the guru. I I don't even contest that for a second, but I do ask that those who are in love in whatever capacity i don't even it doesn't even matter you know it's between you and your guru yeah now can we apply mental rigor aptitude to figure this out and that's what's needed they figured this out with a couple of academics and few and uh, one charity in england they figured out how to create a uh, somaliland model and everyone knows how bad somalia is but this one region still works mm-hmm. there's no reason among 30 million of us even if 0.01%, yeah. that's a very small number, that becomes 30,000. If 30,000 Sikhs put their mind to it, there's no way this won't be solved. And then we get busy. And then we can actually take back our autonomy and take it's back our whole control. self-governance, yeah. which means cleaning up the local Gurdwara mm-hmm. and all the way to Akalta. <laughs> and it will happen. It's a cyclical process. It happened 100 years ago. Yes. It happened during Guru Tegh Bahadur period about 300 years ago, 300 plus years ago. It's our time now. Yeah. We got to clean the house. This is what Thomas Jefferson said. Let me bring it back. Yeah. Let me start it. Yeah. I like him. He's my hero in the whole process because I'm wired, sort of, I agree. He was a slave owner too, so he's flawed. But he did not shy away from writing, even in Declaration of Independence, that he didn't write all men are created equal. He actually made it men, women, and he wanted to, he included blacks. But old-timers like Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. took that out. They said, world is not ready. What he meant was, he's not ready. Mm-hmm. So the point is, even the flawed, but he's a bla- brainy guy, he still knows what to do. We need that. Yes. We need, and Thomas Jefferson, what I was referencing, referencing was, he's the one who said, America needs revolution every 20 years. And he said, you know, why? Because he said, people forget their responsibility. They only remember their rights. Yes. And this is where we are. As six, we are we are looking for concessions from governments as if it's a right. Fine, we have certain right because gurus gave it to us. But we have completely forgotten our responsibilities towards the Panth, which is the 30 million people, mm-hmm. and the Khalsa consciousness as we call it. But we have also forgotten it towards 7.2 billion because all we do now is a PR stuff. Yes. That's not us. It, it we is, were the it's, people it's of substance. Very, yeah, it's become very reactive and just making sure that... And also you, photo ops. Yes. it's a lot. We, we were not of that. That, You know, the world didn't know who we were. The only time the world finds out who we are is when we contribute with everything we got. Like 18th century, when the ISIS of 18th century was attacking India, we were the ones who responded. 
today, you know, we don't know how to respond because we ourselves don't know who we are. Yeah. And there is a ISIS-like element in Oregon. You mm. know what's been happening here? Yes. And you often definitely see them at Trump rallies when all the robot calls are being robocalls are being done by the white supremacist group. Mm-hmm. And we are well, just you, well. You see, you see the contradiction in uh, poor R. Singh who shows up at the Trump rally with the poster with the banner that says "Don't hate," yeah. and the first thing they do is decide to hate him and kick him well, out. Firstly, R. Singh is not poor; he's a decent comedian. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's got a good head on his yeah. shoulders. Well, no, and, 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 but, but the idea I mean, is he, he obviously, but he wanted, so we he wanted knowing what was going to happen. Exactly, but he but he's doing the right thing. Just like Sunny Brooklyn Waller does the right thing. Yes. Yeah. When nobody, no Sikh is willing to go speak to certain powers to be of the world, then he's going to go represent us with his tone. I, I mean, again, I, it's really, as I understand, and bringing back to Sarabat Khalsa issues and Sikhs at large and politics at large, it's really about being active mm-hmm. in whatever political ideology you believe in. Obviously, you know, we all are wired in a particular way. It depends on how much money we make, essentially. I mean, there are exceptions, but mostly... At least in America, it gets decided like that. But even if that's true, I do want to give a reminder to your audience, and specifically if they are six, you know, we are Chote Sahibzade, when they were martyred by the state at the time, literally bricked alive, the state would not give them a funeral. The most expensive piece of property in the world is there is a, there is a rich guy in the town he says, name me the price. All I need is space so I can give them a funeral. And they asked him, you know, there's a, there are different numbers which float around in terms of how many uh, golden coins he was asked. Mm-hmm. But that's what he paid. He said, it's more important for me to give them a right funeral. So even the rich people knew what to do. Yes. I mean, this happened in Delhi when the state would not allow a funeral of Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib. Mm-hmm. And this guy said, you know, I'm going to burn my whole mansion. That's what he did. And this is where he did the funeral. So we have that tradition among us. So it's not about, you know, what political ideology we carry. But at the end of the day, what we end up doing with whatever we got. Absolutely. We don't have to... um, If we have nothing else, we have our two hands. So we all have some sort of capability. We got all three. Hard head and hands. Hard head and hands. And let's use all three. Yeah. And you know, if you don't know, then we, you know, we have the ability to ask each other. I'm ready to do something. What do I do? Uh, but I definitely, definitely agree. Uh, it's about being active. Uh, what and like you said, whatever whatever that means. Well, that for, can mean for, uh, for whatever your capabilities are. Drawing something on canvas which is waiting to be born. Yeah. And that's a sick heart which Sikhs need to look at. I mean, people need to go read Puran Singh's article on notes and art and personality. That the art, the guru was making a different kind of an artist. You know, if you haven't read Anansab, for example, mm-hmm. you will not understand what Sikh aesthetics is. Yeah. So why is it that the portraits of our warriors and even their horses look angry? Because we have not understood what Sikhi is. Mm-hmm. And that's all you see. Because they weren't. I mean, they are in the company of the Guru, and Guru is all about no anger and no hatred, which means our art is waiting to be born. Do you have any artists that you see now with that potential? I think there are several in the making. Uh, I think people have recognized to develop aesthetic senses. I mean, anybody in particular that you might recommend somebody checking out? Well, 
I'm, I shy away from giving recommendations for a reason, but I am working with couple okay. where I do tell them, read this. Let's read this more. I mm-hmm. want them to read a little bit of Gurbani mm-hmm. because you, a very dear friend of mine says that a lot of them are developing silence, which is great because that's when absorption occurs, but they're still not connected with the Gurbani idea. Mm-hmm. And until we see that, because you see like European Renaissance painters, they didn't just fall. They, they weren't just trained. They were partly drenched. I mean, if you go look at Sistine Chapel, it didn't just happen. There was something else there. Mm-hmm. So I think we are at the... We, I'll give one example, since you asked. Okay. I met this... Uh, his name is Siddharth. Okay. That's the name he does everything under. I visited him two years ago. There are books written about him, and Sikh world probably doesn't even know who he is. Okay. And, you know, we were discussing things. I didn't even know he was a Sikh, and, uh, you know, half into conversation. I went to see him because I remember going to something 20 years ago in Delhi, and it was etched in my memory. And I'd been asking people, and a friend of mine told me, oh, he actually now lives outside Delhi. Okay. So I just called him and went to see him. And we were talking halfway through the conversation. He shares that how he's actually a Sikh who had converted and gone, done his own thing in the world. Now he's come back. But this is what he says to me after a while. He says, you know, I have been trying to draw Guru Nanak for the last 30 years. Every morning I draw something, but I throw it away because it doesn't make sense. He says what Soba Singh did was a big disservice. He also says, I listen to Kirtan every morning. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I've been visiting the places of Guru Nanak. Look at the effort. Mm-hmm. 30 years he's been doing it. And he's not happy. He throws it away every morning. So there are people like him who also exist. So it's again love. People in love can do this. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to it. There are different elements of it. But it's preparation. Yes. I mean, he's renowned. I mean, you can Google him and you'll discover him now. But what he, what he wants to do, he's not happy with. So he's like, no, it needs more work. I need to learn more. I need to visit more places where he lived. That's sort of what people do sometimes. I think at least in that aspect, not to digress too much, people do forget that uh, our Guru Saiban, they were were men, they were people. And so it's not that they just wrote this poetry in a vacuum and, and just there there are things that contributed to their sentiments and to their sensibilities yeah. that created them for who they are. So you have to understand and you have to know and you have to feel before it comes out in words or on canvas, mm-hmm. right? In Ikor, she writes Journey with the Guru. Yes. So here's a name. I mean, she's been writing. And, um, you know, so that's one recommendation. Definitely. She, um, yeah, I, we... We go back from like camp days. <laughs> oh, okay. That uh, must be lower then. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't think that uh, we give enough recognition to uh, the creative and, and the art that is part of our history Not and, and part of who we so are. Sick, the, the, the sick history is otherwise. Yeah, I mean, look at all the major works which have come out. Uh, we do. I think it's it goes both ways. You know, again, I, I don't... Some You know, we feel we are immune from certain things from human behaviors. We aren't. No. <laughs> We're just like any other community. So I think some artists and creatives are in a hurry too. They're not getting as trained. And I think those who are getting trained eventually will shine. Because a lot of them are doing this desktop publishing business as well. Mm-hmm. Which has its own 15 minutes. There's nothing wrong with it. We encourage everyone... 
but you know uh, what is it they say you know wagner was discovered after a while yeah. <laughs> absolutely um okay so to kind of circle back a little bit uh so this the the Sarabat Khalsa happened and uh, there were a number of resolutions that were uh, passed there was an interim uh, group of Jatadars put in place and now the deadline's approaching in a few months to replace them and put in permanent people Do how, how do you see that going? Well, the organizers said by November 30th, we would have a committee to figure this stuff out. Then the extension became December 31st. Mm -hmm. After that, I personally decided to leave the organizations and work on this issue full time. And there are a bunch of other youngsters who are working on it, other people as well. I don't really, I don't think we can wait on them to decide things, what's Mm going to happen. The call is very clear. We need a system. We need to develop a system. Whether it can be implemented this April, I think it's going to require a few attempts. You know, one of the analogies I use is currently on November 9th, one person was making all the decisions. Mm -hmm. On November 10th, it became three. Now you have parallel systems. You know, the work really is how do you make it 100 good people making decisions? Then to 500. Maybe we need, I'm all for let's create a delegates. Mm -hmm. Delegates which are about 500, you know. And let's create a systematic, you know, way to create checks and balances. So that's what I am personally working on. We are working on. Mm-hmm. We have started a thing called a uh, campaign called freeakaltax.org. And we are opening it up. We are disrupting okay. the system. We are saying this is about 30 million people. We have not imagined how it needs to be. Let's go imagine. This is like, imagine Guru Hargobind Sahib, the sixth guru who's, who constructed a Kaltak Sahib and gifted to us. He's asking us to develop a new system which is implementable in 2016. Mm-hmm. So we, are, we have started conversations on that. We have put out some frameworks. We are working on developing some governance documents. And we are going to circulate it. Now we are going doing town halls. I did that in Vancouver. We are now doing this in Toronto, London, then Australia. Is Melbourne. there going to be one on the East Coast? I, I, so we are working with the local organizations to do that. So okay. we are doing this online. So yes, I've heard that uh, Gurdwara at Glen Rock is organizing something. I can see on, that happening. Uh, February 20th <laughs> okay. weekend or February 14th weekend. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've asked several subgroups to do it. You know, it comes down to who's going to organize. This mm-hmm. is, so there is, everyone says, Kuch karo, right? Yes. Something needs to happen. It comes down to who's going to organize it. But, uh, but it is happening in different places. In London, I'm there uh, next week. And there are several happening from okay. Leicestershire to East London and West London. So idea is to have open dialogue on it. Okay. What needs to be our system? We are putting out some drafts, critique it, tell us how to make it better, and then let's adopt something. Mm-hmm. And when we have, so that's the first phase, right? It's all preparation. Right. It's just like elections. Yes. You got to issue your manifesto. What do you believe in? And then you fine tune it. Mm-hmm. Then you got to campaign. And we think six need to campaign worldwide about it once we agree to a documentation. And then you need to win. Mm-hmm. Then comes implementation. What people are asking now, I'm like, that's last stage. It takes, it, I, and it might take, we need some patience. A uh, lot of patience. But, but drive to, to be able to have the stamina to keep going. Well, so we're, we're bringing back to the, the, the U.S. Constitution idea. Mm-hmm. It still took 
another 80 years for us to become a unified nation. Yeah. Just because the Constitution was written at a certain time, it still took the Bill of Rights and then amendments. And then it was after the Civil War where we became, oh, we're actually one big nation. It still takes... So the interesting thing is we have gone through that process already, right? Yeah. In our case, if I can keep building, imagine America, you know, in the next 50 years... Mm -hmm getting uh, colonized by some other superpower. At the time, it was England, but uh, now we don't know who it will be in the next 50 years. There's a debate on that. But anyway, just imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then Americans trying to figure out how we govern ourselves. Yeah. And we are in that stage. In fact, we are in the next stage where America got, just like Hawaii was annexed. Mm-hmm. Let's say Hawaii decides to do that at some point. How will the rest of America react? You can imagine. Yes. Look how people, America reacts to Puerto Rico. Because it's territory of U.S., but they have no voting rights and they have no senators, right? That's more of an analogy right now. Okay. Except that's not a good analogy because in our case, we are global. Yes. And we are not under one nation state, but one nation state is deciding everything about the six right now. So it's there's no parallel. I'm just saying we are in a very complex, very complicated scenario, heavily subjugated by one nation's laws. So it's going to require, but it's all very doable. You know, we have done it enough times. We have beaten odds. And I think it's our time to go uh, have an open dialogue on this. We have enough people who are interested in this. And I, uh, my wife and I are definitely into it. We have found several people globally who are interested in this. And I do feel it's second generation, people who are removed from the politics of Punjab who will play a better role. We need everyone, but we need people to play. You know, we don't have facilitators. Even when Amritsar, I was tweeting from there, I'm looking for facilitators Um, because how many meetings can I go to? You know, people talk through newspapers there. Yeah. The leaders. I'm like, this is the same people here. If there's a Gurdwara fight, they don't know how to talk. Yeah. So we need facilitators, you know, people who understand how to have a conversation which is tough. And it is not an easy conversation. Yes, it is going to be emotional and passionate. Uh, So we need trained people. Absolutely. That Yeah, that... I uh, I was messaging with a cousin there, and it was interesting because I I could watch it online here. He couldn't watch it there because hmm. he's in Amritsar, hmm. and he's like, I'm like 13 miles away from where it's going on, and I have no idea because uh, because yep. of the blackout at the time. So I'm I'm watching it, and I'm sending him messages on WhatsApp. It was on TV there, so people in Chandigarh saw it, but it just yeah. depends, you know. Yeah, but, like, the, but the local people weren't able to um, because anything that they were seeing hmm. was via Babo-controlled mm, uh, media PTC outlets. channels, right. So that part was a little bit difficult, but... Uh, but that happens, right? But, it's like if you get all your news from Fox News right. or MSNBC, then you're getting two spectrums. Yeah, but, but the nice thing was that it was in the air that he was engaged, that he... He was staying up with me and being like, what, yeah. tell, tell me what's going on. Tell me who's on stage now. Tell me what they've passed. And, yeah. and um, so Well, I, it's definitely very exciting times. This yeah. is globally exciting for six. And I think six are waiting and we continue to keep waiting. All what I am hoping to change this time is that enough of us should be ready to not wait, mm-hmm. but to prepare. Okay. And then we can deliver for the community. Some version of it will get delivered, right? So if we have some system, maybe things get better in two years, maybe in 10 years, I don't know. But uh, with the techno- technology help, um, we at least we can make a good case. Uh, and then it depends on the will of the people. I think the technology definitely helps. I loved that you were tweeting from there 
and I like I said, I loved being able to just watch it on live stream, which for me was unbelievable. So I was up at four in the morning. You know how hard it is for for organizer to live stream from and it was it was actually a five minute delay. What they were doing was they were recording. And going to because the village didn't have enough transmitter. Oh wow! It, it was, but they, kudos to them, they did it. No, it, I, I, and it wasn't even organized. I it couldn't was even imagine some young guy who I was working with and who decided to just make it happen. That I couldn't even imagine the what level of undertaking it was because I can't be there for four hours without the light going out. So in terms <laughs> exactly. of being able to watch something almost nonstop yeah. for hours, so I I ended up falling asleep with my little tablet next to me because I was trying to stay up all night to watch it. And then I happened to wake up right. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, he just hearing it. Uh, I happened to wake up right as they started announcing the resolutions. Uh, so I was very fortunate that yeah. way. But um, so now you ended up on stage. Yeah. And and before I go on, do you have any sort of stop time or? Whatever works for oh, you. I'm good. So you now you ended up on stage. Uh, what for the people listening? What was your role at that time, and and what were you doing? So I was involved as part of the North American delegates. Mm-hmm. I was also involved in drafting the English versions. Okay. I was also vibe checker in terms of asking them, please don't do this. This makes no sense. Please focus. Sometimes <laughs> they listened, sometimes they didn't, and mm-hmm. they still wrote certain things. Anyway, so those were some of my roles. And one of the th- agreements was that before they do the announcements of the resolutions, I was going to get five minutes to speak about what is the process because nobody was talking about the process. Mm-hmm. You know, to sort of a preamble, inspiration from Gurbani, what is their history, a five-minute thing. Obviously, they didn't let, they didn't do that. Right. And then they changed certain things while on the stage. They oh. did not even announce they were interim Jathedars when they spoke in Punjabi. So there were things of that nature going on. Okay. And there, when that that whole thing happened, um, you know, the the ones from North America, we got together, we came down from a stage, we're like, what do we do? You know, what is our responsibility now? Because this is, wasn't the agreement. Mm-hmm. So that's when they decided that you know, we should maybe go at least tell it in English to the world for the record what happened. So we tried to get time and it really required muscle. They weren't giving time. So it, that was a last minute thing. Okay. Whereas my role really was to speak about the process okay. and the inspiration from Gurbani and history in Punjabi. That was a, that was a, what I was supposed to do because nobody was doing it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, because uh, those uh, things weren't presented as fully as what we agreed to, um, not that we agreed to everything, but that's what they had at least agreed to. Um, that's why I had to go up there for the record and say that. I think... Uh, and then uh, that created some uh, issues, some problems. I think some of you who were watching could probably see that. It was a little tense. It was very tense because uh, because this was our, our you know our responsibility. We thought then you know what is our role? And when are you going when, when to get another opportunity? It, and when are you going how are you going to put it on the record? So that that's the reason why it was done. And again, they decided that I should do it. Of the five of us, uh, the delegate, they said you should go do this. So I said okay. And then when. So now the event is done. What happens next? Well, literally within an hour, I went to one of the organizers. I said, you know, or let's get to work. This is maybe the American in me. <laughs> I don't know. I said, 30th November is coming. Today's 10th. It's less than 20 days. Let's work on the committee. Mm-hmm. Court, I'll give you the answer. He says, loosely translated, he says, now we're going to rest for a few days. And on November 25th, we ourselves will decide what needs to happen. 
That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but no, not surprising. No, I, it's not surprising yeah. at all. So this is how things get done there, you know. Um, so I think uh, we need to do this on behalf of the Panth, which mm-hmm. is, again, I say on behalf of the Sikh nation, Sikh people, Sikh commonwealth, whatever works for you. Sure. Sometimes people take these to be too political of the words. Firstly, they are. Secondly, why are we too afraid to say this? You know, nation is not nation state only. Mm-hmm. You know, calm is the word they use in Urdu and Punjabi. So I think we, some of us just need to get busy, um, talk to people about it. People at large, I say, make uh, Sarbat Khalsa conversation at a dinner table. If enough of us talk about it, we will get, you know, familiar with it. We will ask some tough questions. Those who want to play active role, they should definitely start collaborating. We have set up online tools where we are uh, taking inputs and then probably within our two weeks. Is that also on the website? Freeakaltakht.org. Okay. Yeah, it's being developed as a campaign on behalf of 30 million people. That's uh, amazing. Uh, I think the conversation is definitely key. I know that I was going to my family members and being like, oh, this is so, guys, this is really cool thing is happening. And because um, my, my grandfather they, and my Chachaji uh, and them, they live right here in Edison. And I said, that side of the family is born and bred in Amritsar. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is taking place in your hometown where mm-hmm. you're from. Isn't it cool that this, I was like, even if we're talking about just on that basis, because if you have no interest in anything else, I'm like, isn't it just cool that this thing is happening? Half a million people, isn't that like, cool? They're gathering to see what can be done. Yeah, it yeah. isn't it's it? It's very cool. Um, and, you know, I It's could, actually, it was unimaginable even a month before. Well, I, could, I couldn't even. imagine that happening here. Yeah. And, you know, anytime I've gone back to Punjab and I try to talk about anything, um related to Sikh politics, people get very uncomfortable. And so the fact, just in my experience, so the for me, it was unimaginable that that could happen, mm-hmm. that that kind of gathering could happen at relatively a moment's notice yeah, yeah, exactly. because things had come to a head mm-hmm. that much because it was definitely a tipping point. You could, what, How much are they supposed to continue taking and how much are they supposed to continue giving up autonomy over their own... over their own seat. So we are the only community in the world, faith community, who cannot decide for themselves who they are. Mm -hmm. Literally, this is a situation now. The only religious community in the world. I mean, this is like Rome telling Vatican what to do. Yeah, that would not happen in any... Well, they tried to do it twice. They went in exile in France. So this is what is needed. Absolutely. The... um, So... Now the you've told them let's do stuff, and they said, "Well, we're going to take a, we're going to take a nap for a little bit, and we'll come back to it." When did to you be come fair? Back? A lot of them got arrested, and other things happened after that. But that's okay. I, I had heard that the interim Jatadars had been arrested. Is that correct? Yes. And so are some they, are out on bail, others aren't. Oh, so they they've still been in since. Yeah, then. yeah, things are. There's just game playing going on there. This is a normal tactics. If if anyone who understands. Indian political systems and how the jailing works. They keep moving them. They don't grant them bails. Mm-hmm. So there are all sorts of funny things they do. Did you have any repercussions in terms of trying to... Did, was it, did you have any of that stuff to deal with while you were in Punjab or afterwards? Afterwards, for sure. They have charged me with sedition. Wow. Yeah. 
while I was on the plane, I got while charged. You <laughs> so you, you found out about it when you got as home? As soon as I landed. How, I had how, enough messages. How, how does that happen? Somebody just leaves you a voicemail? And... Well, no, they're not contacting yeah. people. You know, it came in newspaper. It got covered in the oh, media wow. outlets and other things. So, so I don't know. your friends are like, Which oh, is really, it's really, sorry? So your friends are just like texting you. Have you heard, by the way, your charges edition? Friends and concerned citizens of the world, wow. the sick world. But, you know, these, these are intimidation tactics, you know. Firstly, I'm not even Indian citizen, so how does sedition even make sense? But anyway, uh, there are enough debates happening within India, and this has to be seen within the Indian confines. Mm-hmm. Whatever is happening in India currently is serious trouble anyway, because the way these archaic laws are being used to charge Amir Khan and Arundhati Roy, it's the same charges they're mm-hmm. framing them. But in my case, I'm not even Indian citizen. So how can they charge me with sedition? They can charge me with spying, maybe. Maybe. But, <laughs> but I'm talking about... Exactly. So I think it's just intimidation tactics. But, but so this is something we have to deal with now. Does that mean that you're going to have trouble if you try to go back? Well, technically, they now can... you can't go back? Well, we'll see. For, for the Let's time see. being? Well, they haven't said that. They okay. can do anything when I get there, so we'll have to yeah. see what needs to happen. That That's the part I think we have to be a little wary of, because they do like to do whatever they want to do. Well, the, the countries which present themselves as democracies but don't really have liberal institutions to protect democratic rights, they all do very funny things. Yes, and uh, India's known for doing... It's an illiberal things. democracy. I mean, even Farid Zakari has written that, and, mm-hmm. you know, go figure. <laughs> um, okay, so now you've been you've been now you don't are you, do you still do any work with Sick Research Institute or are and you're not just or you have just kind of stepped away from them? No, I have resigned from both Sick Research Institute and Punjab Digital Library, okay. and it's very simple. You know, both organizations' mandate are very clear. Institute is all about Sick education. Mm-hmm. Punjab Digital Library is digital preservation, and usually in Sick organizations or Punjabi organizations, you know. They end up changing the mandate because of what the founder won. Mm-hmm. And this is not what we wanted to do. This is not what our board wanted to do. Okay. So we mutually agreed that the work must continue. I'm now getting more into an activist role. It's okay. a different mandate. So legally and ethically, it was the right thing to do. So to... your mandate changed? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. my mandate changed. Okay. And my mandate is uh, about now working to, um, to towards free Akaltakht, free from, it's very simple, just one line free from any state interference and free from interference of all political parties, including Sikh political parties. Because this belongs to all Sikhs. This is not about Punjab politics. I, I think that's a very succinct way of stating it. I, I It doesn't seem that uh, a lot of people see it that way. And I think framing it in that way gives a much more wide opening for people to be able to Get, get in and connect with it. I, I think that one of the um, one of the things that tends to keep people or make people more averse from getting involved is well, it's it's Punjab politics. I live I live in New Jersey. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me. But the contact has everything to do with you, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. As somebody who identifies as sick. That ha- like you said, that has everything to do with me. So it's, it's, it's about it's it it's so just because I'm not an Indian citizen or I wasn't born and raised in Punjab, uh, what is happening there is very directly impacting me. It completely impacts us, uh, and then you know, this is where just as an example, sure. uh, you know, Catholic Church idea works. You know, the Catholics are globally. What happens at Vatican? Even though Church has gone through nonsenses. 
but you create a system maybe a right leader comes and there's a change game changer and that's what they have seen you know you have john paul the second mm-hmm. who everyone loved to you see where it went after that for a while <laughs> and then look where it is now right. so the point is there has to be people are people institutions fail if they don't have right systems if we have right systems even among you know bishops are still meeting and they don't like what he's doing right but he's still doing right yeah. because there is this opportunity a space has been created to talk about certain issues and i think this is in our case in the sick case we always did this yes but since we have been under one confine which is primarily in last 100 years and last 70 years we haven't been doing anything now we complain about everything we all were saying look what happens at darbar sahib look what happens at gurdwara whereas we were the one literally when six freed their gurdwaras 1920s we were able to free india and pakistan mm-hmm. and that's a fact do you know you, we don't like to say it this way but that's exactly what we did do you think that um the apathy or the disconnect is directly or indirectly related to partition it's related to six i want to go back to partition has incredible wounds there is no question about that partition changed everyone's behavior but i'm most concerned about why did it change sick behavior to such animalistic style again it was the absence of gurbani which is the idea of love there is no stranger and all those things mm-hmm. anyway so yes partition has to do with it 84 has to do with it 1960s punjab politics has to do with it not being recognized as a state there are genocidal campaigns there's a labor side going on there are all sorts of things the violence of green revolution has to do with it somebody should read vandana shivas to see how it destroyed the social fabric of punjab so a lot of things are there but things are always complex right mm-hmm. the simple solution as i see it from gurbani's angle is we just need to go back to remembering who we are i mean people who know it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's self realization actually yeah. right it's uh, so that's that's the work it's we need to know who we are as people we are not going to apologize for any sick we have our own varieties too and since you know we live in countries where we are allowed to dissent opinions right we can give our opinions even if people disagree six were like that from day one yeah. we used to give our opinion to even the guru mm-hmm. and even ask questions to the guru that's the culture we are in one but of, that culture was changed in the last 100 years one of my secret dreams is that not so secret anymore it's not so secret anymore <laughs> well, i've mentioned it to a couple people but they just think i'm being silly and i'm uh-huh. being very serious is that i would love in any gurdwara when somebody is giving a katha or vyakya um and if somebody doesn't know that word that sermon um to be able to have a q and a session yeah. and to be able to just raise my hand and say excuse me i don't um and so, I, and you're so it's not a dream you know how it works a, now you know how easy it is to set up a gurdwara you should set up your own and here is my reason <laughs> you see you look at any historical gurdwara mm-hmm. they're all very small spaces just like classrooms our gurdwaras were not places of worship our gurdwaras were learning centers mm-hmm. we have reduced them to places of worship in the last 70 years well, so this can, is the yeah, problem yeah like i can't i can't so use the gurdwara so when it's a place of worship library if there's if it's a place of worship you don't do q and a if it's a right. place of learning you know the court poet of guru gobind singh pai nandalal has a composition a bani called prashnottar that should tell us how much of a questioning attitude guru had developed in us you cannot be a defined individual 
if you don't learn to ask the right question. You can ask superfluous questions, we call them setups, or you can ask the questions right. which are going to make you think or rattle things, or, you know, we do want to rock the board. That's what our DNA was, and we did that very well. Now our own centers don't allow that, yeah. and that's the change in DNA. Well, I, my experience, and one of the reasons, and, and you can you can dispute this if you like, one of the things that I appreciate about the Gyaniji at Bridgewater Gurdwara, Bichitthar saying, mm-hmm. um, is that even though maybe the maybe during the actual divan, during the actual services, we don't have a Q&A session, is that he is very open yeah. um, to communication and to learning, and... Uh, I can go and ask him uncomfortable questions, yeah. and he, there's a dialogue. It's not... Um, so that's a unique situation, It's a right? very unique situation. And that's probably the only good thing happening at Bridgewater. But anyway, uh, I mean, yes. People, I mean, can, people can't opinion. see my face, but yeah, I'm kind yeah. of grimacing, because uh, yeah. um, we can talk about that after we stop recording. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. we have opinions. So I'm saying, yeah, but, but, I agree but, but, with you. That he that's he is a saving grace for yeah. that Gurdwara, because... He, because he uses Gurbani. I sat he, in there. Mm-hmm. When I go to Gurdwara, I'm basically going there to listen to sure. him. And, and, and because he is able to bring it to... It's just like any time I was invoking constitution, he goes back to the constitution. Yep. And that's what it needs to be, right? Well, the whole point and then of... We can, and I wish we had disagreements on constitution's uh, interpretations. <laughs> but our, as a community, we are not even going there. We need to go we have, there. We have to read it first yeah. and then be able to talk about it. Yeah. But what he so what does, I'm saying is, he, what you need to do is set up that Gurdwara. <laughs> gurdwara is a place of learning. Usually our Gurdwara start with a fight. Today, Gurdwaras should be starting as a small classroom. That's how they started. So, you know, this flipped classroom model, that's a Gurdwara model. You know, this is a circular places. This is how we need to say it. We need to... Char is the word. Vichar well, means questioning original, and answering reflection. Well, isn't the original definition of Kirtan not just somebody sitting there and singing Shabbats? It, it, it's, a, it's a dialogue and... And, and, and sitting about, closely. We have yes. even changed the... Now we do Prakash so high. Yeah. Look at Darbarsa. It's a couple of inches high. Yeah. Now we make it inaccessible, unapproachable. We don't even sit next to it, which means there's no intimacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there are so many things which architecturally and aesthetically are messed up. That's why I'm saying start your own. <laughs> don't think too much about it because what is it? It's Sangat. You can do it anywhere and it's basically invoking... Uh, I just need four more people. Inikor actually says this, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to invoke her again because she, you know people only know her as children's author, but she's actually not just children's author. She translates Kurbani. Actually, instead of translation, I call it she transcreates it. Mm-hmm. Nobody can translate. You know, it's between who knows what the intention of Guru Arjan Sahib was. Yeah. But we're trying to understand that intention. Correct. So she calls it love letters, and I like it. I love it. And the reason is because there isn't 95% of Guru Granth Sahib is written in first person. Yes. And when we talk about it, we make it third person. Even that is criminal, in my opinion. One of um, my, my other favorite uh, Gyani Ji is uh, by Gridarshan Singh in Maryland. And uh, one of the things that you and I have kept talking about, and I, and I, and I, don't, I don't like to do the... Um, I, I'm not enough of a Sikh scholar to be able to quote Gurbani uh, at will, but one of the Shabads that we had covered at camp one year uh, that I often is like coming back in my mind over and over while we're talking is uh, Mantu Apna Mool Pachan. Mantu Jod Sarup Hai Apna Mool Pachan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, that's all it is. We've been using like, that, and yes, he is great. We are, so this is where... Um, but it's all about recognizing 
yourself your own and self. your own self and where you come from. So if you don't value yourself, nobody will value you. Yeah. And and that Shabar talks about then Gurmati Rangmar, which means how do you bring the Guru's wisdom? It's all about wisdom at the end of the day. And in that wisdom, you discover things, right? Mm-hmm. You know what we do now? We just worship the Granth. We have forgotten the Guru. And mm-hmm. it's a Guru Granth. It's the same thing. friend of mine said, <laughs> everyone talks about Rumi now because they don't know who Shamsi Tavriz is. And that's our problem. We actually just know, not even know the Granth, but we worship the Granth. We've forgotten the Guru element. There are there are these kind of convenient divorces which are taking place, mm-hmm. if I may call it that. It's a bad way to explain, perhaps. But the idea is whenever you force something like that yeah. and you dissect it, you pull it apart, it's unnatural. You cannot, I mean, it's about bringing things together. You know, it's how, anyway, so the Kranthis and the Gyanis available. Yes, some congregations are getting lucky. And even those congregations have to live with the administrations of the places, oh, right? Absolutely. So, well, I mean, the whole and they point, have their own limitations, but that's besides the point. But, but the whole point but of making the it gyani, real. Yeah, the whole point of the gyani, which is why I appreciate what they're saying, is that he that gyan is not just for him. He's making sure that you that knowledge is transferred. Now let's to take you. it to the next level. And it's the same with the Guru Granth Sahib. That's so, our teacher. So the next level of gyani in Guru Granth Sahib, the way Guru Granth Sahib describes gyani is. Somebody who makes it very clear in their mind that I am not going to be afraid of anyone and nobody should be afraid of me is the real insightful individual. That's how Gandhi is defining Guru Granth Sahib. Now imagine that now. Now this is, you know, sometimes when we take Guru Granth Sahib or ideas of Gurbani, we make it very semantic, godlike ideas. Pardon me for saying that. Sure. We are not that. We, we need to, Gurbani is about raising the consciousness chitta vardana man vardana mm-hmm. these are the words and we are not raising the consciousness mm-hmm. and those those words are very present throughout the entire scripture yet in our discussions in our interpretations in our reflections they are absent and we end up uh, adopting very um, analytical words and i'm not against analysis i mean <laughs> i mean i did my masters in technological forecasting but that's besides the point but then i did my linguistics yeah. and that's what i learned that every word you know i'm a nerd about it now i want to know the meaning of the yes. word i want to know its various context because which word you use matters yeah in our conversations it matters and when we are repeating the words which pagat ravdas ji said guru nanak said Isn't that so fortunate? I don't know if you realize this. Mm-hmm. That these are not regular words. We got to go something. There is much deeper in these words. What is that depth? So anyway, I think it's that kind of stuff which raises the consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when people are living in higher consciousness, they nobody needs to tell them what to do. They know what to do. Absolutely. It uh it, it's all in there. Um we just have to want to look. Decode it. decoded it's a matrix absolutely just know who your oracle is <laughs> <laughs> i love it um i love that we could talk about all of this and also still get the the nerding out a little bit <laughs> it's perfect um i think we'll nerding is fine we just don't want to be geeks <laughs> yeah we were still going to be the cool kids cuz nerds are in now uh but um before i shut this down um just just uh, so you're on twitter What's your Twitter handle? 
uh, one force, uh, number one force, F-O-R-C-E. Um, and that's the Star Wars stuff. And Ikoankar, by good. the way. That's again, that's my that's interpretation why I love of Ikoankar. I love it uh, so much. Um, and then the website is freeakaltakht.org. Can you spell it? Yes, free, F-R-E-E, both as a noun as an adverb. So we are working on both elements. <laughs> and akal, A-K-A-L, takht, T-A-K-H-T, dot org. Okay, awesome. So um, then, you know, we can direct people to that. And this this was amazing. Are, is there anything that you want? Is there any parting message you want to you want to give to anybody listening or... Well, uh, it was uh, it was good to be here. Uh, the uh, the idea when you 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 asked me about what you know, I was wondering what this good cha podcast is going to be about. So it's a conversation over cha. It sounds like uh, which is basically yeah. <laughs> like a water cooler the, the thing, and then this is cha from a desi angle now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we've talked about a bunch of different things. Maybe I just uh, want to share another thing. None of this, sure. and for me at least, and uh, your audience can decide what they would like out of it. All this is very personal stuff, you know, so this whole idea of being objective and making things impersonal is just a bunch of baloney. There's no such thing, you know, people love to say that. Yes, there's objectivity required in certain spaces, but we all have biased opinions. We are product of our environments. Mm -hmm. So I would say, uh, firstly, and I like to say this everywhere, don't let anyone tell you what you cannot do. I mean, that's just don't allow anyone in that space because that is your space. And secondly, make everything personal. The more personal it is, the more intimate it is, the high likelihood it will get done. And it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And that was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you are interested in uh, Harinder Singh's current project, please take a look at his website, freeagaltakht.org. And if you want to learn more about him, you can, as I said, you can use your favorite search engine. And if you want to now find some sort of way to affect change, whether it's in your community, whether it's in your family, whether it's yourself, and you want to share those experiences, please reach out to me. Please message I would love to hear it. I I know that I can't possibly be the only one that was inspired by this conversation. As I said in the intro, I've definitely become jaded and withdrawn over the years because of my own cynicism, because of my own um, feelings of discouragement. And the thing is that if it didn't bother me, if the state of things didn't bother me or the need for change um, didn't affect me, it would be fine. There are plenty of people who will live their whole lives and, and be just satisfied. But the fact that it does bother me, that the state of my religious institutions bothers me, the fact that the state of the dynamics within my own community bother me, that should be enough to push me to stay active and present. If I truly care about my community, whatever that community is, and for me in this particular case, it's a sick community, but whatever that community is, if I do truly care, I can only show my loved ones that I care by being present. 
and I've given that advice to people in other contexts. And I think this conversation was the first time where I kind of took a look at that advice and was able to actually apply it to this context as well. If we say that we love this cause, or we say that we love this community, or we say that we love this family, or this family member, or whoever, or whatever, then the biggest thing that we can do is to show our love by showing up. I hope that you were able to take away things from this conversation as well. And thank you so much for continuing to listen. Talk to you soon. See you in the next episode. This has been the Good Job Podcast.